0: you were about to enter Chuck versus the podcast, the place for people who love Chuck and the people who work on Chuck. The only show that takes you behind the scenes with the stars. Yvonne Strahovski. Zachary Levi. Joshua Gomez. Ryan McParland, Adam Baldwin.
1: Sarah Lancaster.
0: Interactive interviews. Julia Ling. Phil Klemmer. All the cast. Nixon High. Tony Hale. Scott Krinsky. Mark Christopher Lawrence.
1: Anita
0: Friederici. Fun hosts.
1: This is Mel. This is Liz. Now you can see how wacko we are.
0: The writers. Ali Adler. Scott Rosenbaum. Dan Farrow. The editors. Matt Barber. Jeff Grandville, Kevin Mock. Contests.
1: We are giving away. a Chuck Press kit.
0: The directors. Jason Enzins. Norman Buckley. The guest stars. Steve Austin. Kristen Griffith. The music. This is Tim Jones. Guest hosts.
1: I'm Kaylee from Toronto.
0: Conventions.
1: Lights come up and here comes Jeffster out on stage.
0: Set visits. This is the guy right here. And much more. Are you ready? This is great.
1: This is Mel. This is Liz.
0: And we want to welcome you to Chuck vs. the Podcast, episode 77 for Friday, January 21st, 2011. Oh my goodness. Chuck returned after a seven-week painful hiatus with a fun, action-packed episode, Chuck vs. the Balcony. We're going to talk about that great episode in a minute, but first, the Chuck news.
1: We have some excellent news coming back from its seven-week hiatus with a rating season high. woo Chuck, Chuck versus the Balcony earned a 2.0 in that all-important 18 to 49 demographic that we have become so familiar with with Chuck Vance
2: mm-hmm. that
1: ties the season high. It was also watched by approximately 5.92 million viewers, which is another not season high, but very good number for Chuck. So an excellent way to kick off the remaining 11, uh, 13 episodes for this season.
0: Mm-hmm. And it... it... It's a strong showing that saw a strong episode, so that's that's good right. news. Yes.
1: Yeah, very exciting news.
3: Well, Zachary Lee, Levi changing agents hit the trades this week. Why is this nose n- nose worthy? <laughs>
0: <Nose-worthy. laughs> <laughs> it's worth a nose.
3: <laughs> Why is it newsworthy? Oh my gosh! All right. Well, it's because it happened after a round of serious courting by several top agencies who, according to Deadline, they see Zach as a film-slash-TV crossover, of
2: course. Mm -hmm.
3: He ended up signing with ICM, who assembled a team of six agents to represent Zach on TV, movies, and as a director, which is awesome news. Mm -hmm. So it looks like big things are ahead for our favorite spy.
0: Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. uh, I'm sure it didn't hurt. Uh, how well Tangled has been doing in the box office. Um, and apparently they were really impressed by his song as well. Um, he's just, everybody's saying, is there anything he can't do?
1: Yeah. And somebody commented on TV.net asking why he needs six agents. You know, they're like, is he Johnny Depp now? I don't think so. <laughs> well, no, but he wants to be mm-hmm. that kind of a mover and a shaker. And agents have specific areas that are their specialties. So he'll have an agent who's working on the TV aspect, an agent who's working on the movie aspect, an agent who's working on the director aspect, and then other things that he may have that he's interested in. So he's got different people working for him in different areas. That's Mm -hmm. why he's got a whole team working with him now.
0: Yeah, it it only makes sense because um, somebody who has a whole bunch of relationships in TV might not necessarily have them in film, and somebody in film might not have an animated. And the Mm -hmm. way these big agencies work is that um, it, it's not that there are six people who are 24 hours a day working for Zach, yeah. but they represent other clients in their realm of, of specialty. Yeah. Yeah. And I do want to clarify one thing. Our, our favorite publicist, Tej Batia Herring, who has been, uh, Zach's, uh, publicist for quite some time is still his publicist. So this move mm-hmm. did not affect their relationship and, uh, she still represents both him and Joshua Gomez.
1: Yep. And he has the same manager as well. So this is just on the agent side.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And and just so you know behind the scenes why that is important to us, because uh, these people are people that we build relationships with and they help us get interviews and and things like that. So Mm -hmm. uh, it's important to us, too. But uh, moving on, uh, there was a very interesting interview that... Chris Feedak and Josh Schwartz had with hit fix, hit fixes Alan Seppenwall and Daniel Feinberg recently for the Firewall and Iceberg podcast. They didn't give much away, but Schwartz says that the final ten minutes of episode four thirteen are the best ten minutes of Chuck ever. Now keep in mind that was what was supposed to be the season finale before they got the extra eleven episodes, and so I believe them.
1: Me too. I've been trying to put together what they could mean by that. And uh, there's so many possibilities. So very many. hmm mm-hmm. I don't know. Yep. I do they could top
3: last night.
2: <laughs> well, speaking I of last Monday yeah. night episode, Monday- yes.
0: yeah.
1: uh, they set up a lot for episode 413, don't you think?
0: Absolutely. It, it looks like, uh, I mean, the, the end of the episode was just a shocker um but it it clearly set up what's going to be a very dynamic next two episodes mm-hmm. and uh so we're speaking about Chuck versus the balcony which was chuck 411 where chuck and sarah and casey go to france and have a fun romp actually go to france twice or at least uh, chuck and sarah do um i loved it what did you, what did you guys think about it
1: i really liked um, it i thought the first half was really fun and lighthearted which was a nice way to kind of bring us back into Chuck's world. And then the second half got serious. Mm-hmm. It still had some really some really good moments. I especially liked when Sarah overheard what was going on between Chuck and Morgan and went to Morgan and took control of the situation because, <laughs> by golly, she wants to get engaged. Let's make this happen. Yeah. I really, really, really liked that. Yeah. And then we had that twist at the end
2: mm-hmm. and that,
1: the heartbreak between the two of them. But at least this time they're talking, you know, they're communicating. It's not the <laughs> same as somebody mentioned that this is kind of a parallel to what happened in season two, where Chuck was proposing a vacation and she said, I have to leave.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: This time he was actually proposing and she has to leave, but she gets to explain them. She gets to say, this is what I'm doing and this is why. Mm-hmm. So it's it's all out in the open now.
3: I think that makes a big difference Um with that ending, it had me near tears. It was very emotional. It was very well done. I think I liked the the black, the fade to black, and everything, just um kind of uh, put a period on the on the emotional moment. But uh, I think you're right about this time, Sarah, being able to explain. Um it, it was it didn't leave us so oh come on, are they off again? Are they on again? Is something gonna happen? No, they're together. Sarah and Chuck are together, together, together. They're going to be together. He's gonna propose or I mean, he already did. Yeah. She just mm-hmm. didn't get the chance to say yes.
0: Yeah. And, you know and and by the same token it sets up um just a classic Dilemma. I mean, one of the most powerful dilemmas that that possibly could be, which is that um, one of the most important things to Chuck is to get his mom back, but in order to do that, he has to watch the person that he loves the most do what just scarred him emotionally as a kid, watching his mom go off to do this. Mm-hmm. So, um, I mean, it it definitely great uh, great conflict and and really if you want to get close emotionally to these characters, this is the way to do it, to really dig inside what's the most important to them and, and set up these powerful conflicts.
2: Well, I think
3: it was ironic, too, that um, towards the beginning where Chuck was telling Sarah, you know, I have spent so much time focusing on the things that I can't control that I lost sight of the things that I can control. And now at the end, here's a situation that <laughs> Sarah's going into a situation and he can't control it. And I just kind of thought it was a bit ironic.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. And and, And if you remember back to Isle of Terror, the thing that he was most afraid of was Sarah being killed because of his mother. Mm. mm -hmm. So he's now facing his greatest fear. Mm -hmm. He's off in the situation where she's going to be in danger. He cannot control it, like you said, Liz. And, uh, you know, there's a real chance in the story, of course, we as viewers know it's not, but in the story, there's a real chance that she could be killed and it would be because of his mother. Yeah. So, the you know, he's going to have to face that. But I really liked that this was the way I saw it was Sarah was doing this for Chuck in much the same way that she helped find his father for for uh, Ellie's wedding. Mm-hmm. This is something that she's giving to Chuck and it's putting her in danger uh it, it's sort of a gift to him.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: Well, she did tell um, Beckman that she would do and she'd be willing to do anything.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Got to
3: think about that. So
0: yeah. That and, is and it is very, very, very important to uh, establish um, as we discuss this, that as much as Sarah would do anything, this was Beckman's plan. This was Beckman's idea. Um, this, uh, at least I get that this was a total surprise to Sarah at the end.
1: I think so. The look of surprise on her face when they interrupted them on the balcony and the fans were going, no, you couldn't have given us 15 more seconds. The look of surprise on her face tells mm-hmm. me that she did not know this was going to happen.
0: Yeah. Or at least not the way maybe that it was right. going to go down. Um, yeah. uh, so, but in, in, and I do think it brings up something, um, that the arcs that these characters go through um, in the course of the series uh, mean that certain characters are serviced in different ways over the course of several episodes. Um, and I know w- all of us had comments about how um, certain characters were standing by the wayside in Season 3, um, how Sarah didn't seem to be developing as much in Season 3. And uh, and now in Season 4, she's had a big chance to to... Arc where some, a lot of people have commented that Chuck hasn't had as much of a chance to arc. Well, basically, I, what I see is that 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 has been setting up where now Chuck is going to start to take the reins and really grow as a character. Um, you you can't service everybody all at once, and mm-hmm. and so we've had a lot more focus on on uh, Morgan over the last few episodes. Uh, we've had a lot of focus on Sarah over the last few episodes. And now I think we're going to really see Chuck uh, come into his own.
1: Now, I would argue that we have had focus on Chuck and that he has been showing some... We've been seeing some character development with him. It's just that we've been seeing him dealing with his mother Mm -hmm. and a lot of emotions that uh, that come from seeing her again after 20 years. And no matter how old you are and how healthy you are mentally or emotionally if your mother returns 20 years after she walked out the door with no explanation, there's going to be some childlike acting out. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't care who you are. Yeah. Just compartmentalize all you want, but it's going to come out in some way. So I think some of the complaints about Chuck's behavior are, they're organic to what's happening to him in real life or um, in the story. Um, He's, he's had to deal with this and he's, You know, he hasn't always been the most mature about it, but it worked for me. I'm glad to see him coming through the other side of it, though, Mm
2: -hmm.
1: and becoming and realizing, like he told Sarah, it's time to focus on what I can control, ironically. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: And uh, that leads him right back to his mother and Volkov. But I'm glad to see him deciding that he wants to take control and then, you know, bumbling it as Chuck would Mm
2: -hmm.
1: so that she needs to step in and uh, try to take control herself. Yeah, I like that this was the the proposal as it was actually happening, finally, was a mutual thing. Yeah. You know, it really was. It was a partnership, even if Chuck didn't realize it.
0: Finally, it was- which which actually, uh, that's an interesting point. They've danced around it where one has been into it and the other one hasn't, and then they flipped. And it's great to see that they finally come together.
1: hmm And that they're working towards a mutual goal. Mm-hmm. I just was really tickled to see Sarah saying, let's do this. Let's get this done.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I am ready to have that ring on my finger. Let's yeah. go. <laughs> there were any doubt remaining that settled it. And
3: yeah. she tells Morgan.
1: That was pretty funny.
0: And that was, that was a cute moment where, where <laughs> Morgan gave us blessing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. sweet. and then Casey advising Chuck yeah. saying, you know, you don't have to have the balcony. You just need the girl yeah I loved that. I totally loved that when he said that I just kind of gave it a cheer
0: Woo-hoo. well and 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 it just it shows how much all of these characters and relationships have grown um over the course of the series like you've you've got um Morgan is q in this episode I mean. <laughs> He's got Chuck set up with everything in his pockets and he's, and he's in control of the the video and the audio. And he's got the dual audio lines going between Chuck and and Sarah. And uh, I mean, so Morgan's really coming into his own Uh, Casey's a a lot more comfortable with, with Chuck than he's ever been. And with Sarah and he's, he's um, urging their relationship on Mm -hmm. Um, Chuck and Sarah are in a much more confident place. And uh, and I'm just I'm just really excited now that they're at this level to think where where this, this can be taken in the next few episodes, because they they mean so much more to each other now. And so now the stakes can be raised on that level where your fear of losing somebody is a lot more. And also the potential for action is a lot more when you've got these skilled characters now working together. Yeah,
1: exactly. Let's talk about that action a little bit. How about that fight scene with the wine glass?
0: Oh my goodness.
1: I just kept thinking of those commercials with the mattresses. Yeah. You know, with a wine glass and somebody jumping. I'm like, yeah. man, I'd like to see a mattress do that.
0: Or or even the fight up on the balcony. I mean I I think Merritt's going yeah. for another Emmy here.
1: I think so. <laughs>
3: I mean yeah.
0: he, he keeps raising the bar on, on these uh on these stunts and fights. Yeah,
3: uh, I I I I didn't like it.
0: You didn't like it? <laughs>
3: no. Why not? I did not like the with the wine glass. I just just thought I I don't know. I just thought that was just really far reaching.
0: Well, it was it was very James Bondish. It was very much um, like where where there's something that's done very much to show, hey, I can do this. Like mm-hmm. in, any any real fighter would put down the the glass and fight with both hands, but. It's almost a little bit of showing off. Look what I can do! But that's what because makes the I swab. Have the intersect. What's I that? Think,
1: I think it was to show off. I can do this because I have the intersect. Because as soon as he was done fighting, he was bumbling again. Yeah, he was back to being Chuck. So I think we were supposed to see what a, a clear delineation between Chuck's skills and the intersect skills.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Well, I don't know. I, I, for me, I didn't need to see to see that I already knew that I mean we, we've seen it before you know I
2: uh-huh.
3: I get what you're saying but that scene just didn't work for me oh yeah and, and I'm sorry but I just don't like the wine abuse
1: <laughs> <laughs> I knew that's what it boiled down to uh-huh. you were worried about the wine that's all totally freaking out don't laugh. let that wine <laughs>
2: uh-huh. well he didn't he didn't
3: no I, I just it just didn't work for me I just, I, I found it unbelievable and, um, I, I just, like I said, I just found it too much of a stretch for uh,
0: track for the show. I thought it was personally. fun.
1: Yeah. It was outrageous, but it was fun. I thought. Yeah.
0: It was, it was fun. Yeah. Um, and, uh, oh, the, lots of uh, Canadian jokes in this one. <laughs>
1: <laughs> How did you uh, feel about that, Greg?
0: Oh, I loved it. Uh, I mean, uh, I mean, of course, Vic uh, Vic Sahai is Canadian, so it was it was very appropriate that he would be the <laughs> very Hindu fun. from Saskatchewan.
1: Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but was not he full Jewish last time we saw him talking about this? Um, and back in season one, I think he was converting, but then we, I don't, I don't know, I.
0: Well, I think I think there's a mixed background. Okay. Um, so, I mean, religion-wise, he's Jewish, but mm-hmm. um, background-wise, he's mixed. Okay. Um,
1: Actually, it's probably more like whatever serves him best at the moment. <laughs> yes, yeah. that's my guess from what yeah. I know of Lester. Yeah. Yeah. yeah,
0: he's a mixed bag,
3: and whatever, he shakes it around every once in a while. Whatever comes to the
2: top is it um, for the day. Yeah.
1: It was kind of nice to see some of his his a little bit of his backstory and Mm -hmm. him dealing with the potential of an actual relationship and (laughs) then completely screwing it up. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I
3: I had a feeling when, when you know, the, the mention was made when he first started talking about the arranged marriage, and he was so, I know, there's no way. I'm not, you know, it's just going to be awful. I knew it was going to be some drop dead gorgeous female who was going to walk mm-hmm. in and totally rock his world, and, and he was going to blow
2: it. Yeah.
3: <laughs> but that's a fan really,
1: treatment too in the slow mo. Yeah, oh, yeah.
3: Yeah. And, you know, but I was really hoping. I don't know. I, I guess I'm at the point right now where I'd like to see a little um, something work for for uh,
1: for Lester. Mm-hmm. I'm with you on that. A little guy could use some love. Yeah. <laughs> Not sure to about go, Jeff,
2: but Lester... To go Lester.
1: Right for
3: Jeff doesn't seem to care. You uh-huh. know, he just kind of rides through life on a, you know, on a trip, and <laughs> I just... You know, I could be wrong about that. I don't know. Maybe they'll do something more with Jeff, but I think Lester. By now, it's it's time. Yeah.
0: Or Morgan. I mean, I I know. I I think we are going to see his relationship with with Alex develop, but um, we haven't had I think enough screen time for that yet.
1: Now there really hasn't been enough time in within the story for us to get much between Alex and Morgan, but I'm really hoping we see a lot of that in the, in the next few episodes.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm okay with it because of the fact of um, what we've seen from Morgan. So I love that they've shown his, um, you know, what his spe- his specialty and what he brings to the table for this, you know, this spy world that he's fell into. Um, so I don't mind that we haven't seen so much of the relationship right now. I, I, I'm anxious for it, but I don't mind that
1: I don't. I haven't missed it. That's mm-hmm. what I'm trying yeah. to say. Yeah. He's had plenty to do in
2: the meantime.
0: <laughs> yeah. Andy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and uh, I know McKenna Melvin, I mean, she's been tweeting a lot about being in the upcoming episodes. So um, she's obviously much more involved in the story in the upcoming episodes.
3: Yeah. Good. My all-time favorite, favorite part of the show mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. was the nod to the court jester and Danny K. Oh, yeah. Oh. My ultimate favorite part, the vessel with the pestle.
2: <laughs>
1: uh-huh. See, that just proves once for all that rhyming is bad. It's bad news. <laughs> <laughs> the stable on
3: a label, the stork on, stork the, cork. on the cork. Uh-huh. <laughs> is the brew that is true.
2: <laughs>
3: uh-huh. I could—I laughed so hard. I could not stop laughing. In fact, I rewound it. I can't hear it over again. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I'm such a big Danny Kaye fan. I love Danny, and I love that movie in particular.
0: Well, it
1: was it was a very clever shout out. I did I liked it, even though it was rhyming. I did like it.
0: Yeah, well, and and something that I think has to be established here. I mean, from everything that we've discussed so far, it was a very rich episode. There were lots of great, um, I mean, you had had plot elements, mythology elements, great character moments. Um, it, it was, uh, I mean, a tapestry. It was very, like, it was out of a lot of the episodes that have, that have come. It was one that I, I felt like I had to watch again and kind of ruminate on. And this was written by Max Denby. Now, if anybody knows the name Max Denby, he was a writer's assistant for the first, um, three seasons. I, I think he might yeah. even still be a writer's assistant. He wrote one script in, in season three. And uh and this I think is his second produced script ever. Um wow. so really, really impressive for He
1: knows his chuck, doesn't he? Yeah.
0: Um so so hopefully we're gonna see a lot more from this new writer. And uh and I know that there was a lot of concern when Rafe and Lauren came on and they just have been shining so far. Um I think that uh that when when they clearly love the show and know the show young new blood can do great things. Mm-hmm.
1: Speaking of Lauren, did you notice that the wine was the the, mm-hmm. the that was injected with the nano chip was Chateau Lefranc?
0: Yeah, and and we had the um the spy <laughs> named Rosenbaum.
1: Yep. For for Scotty. Yeah. I was, uh,
2: yeah.
1: Well speaking of backstory, something I noticed way at the beginning that derailed Chuck's initial proposal attempt was we actually got a story about Sarah's mother. This is the first time she's ever been mentioned.
0: Now, That's I was, right. I was a little confused because when she talked about that, it was it sounded like something that she had made up. There was a reference that she made later to that story. Maybe well, I was just confused. She,
1: it, it did sound a little bit constructed, contrived, but, I mean, why would she do that? She mm-hmm. had no idea Chuck was about to propose. Yeah, There was no reason for her to tell a story that wasn't true. And later on when Morgan let slip that he, that uh, Chuck had been about to propose in the restaurant and then called it off. And she was just, you know, she was mortified that she had ruined it by telling the story about her parents. Mm. I'm pretty sure it was legit. I think it really was. I don't see any reason why she would have told him a made up story at this mm-hmm. point. Um. So this is our first mention of her mother. It sounds like, Perhaps they never actually got married. That
3: was
2: mm-hmm.
1: kind of the, just the, what I took away from it was the proposal was ruined and the restaurant was burnt down. <laughs>
3: and
2: <laughs> so
1: they postponed the wedding and it was kind of left, left there,
2: mm-hmm.
1: making me think that they never actually got married.
2: Hmm.
1: But you know, the, 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 I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I'm hoping that that's laying some groundwork and uh we're oh, going but, to get more yeah that would be yeah
0: um and how about sarah as drunk sarah again <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, really good at it oh she is just so hilarious when she gets to play these fun um parts of her character
1: yeah, She sacrificed that shoe. <laughs> <laughs> really good. That was a great shoe. Oh, I yeah. was just going to say what a killer shoe, too. <laughs> Her wardrobe in this episode was amazing. I mm. love that dress. We're going to go a little girly here on you, gray, we, but man, well, that dress. You, oh. you know what, Liz? I emailed Robin Lewis, the wardrobe designer for the show, and said, hey, would you be interested in doing sort of a regular feature with us to give us um The you know tips on where the clothes came from and everything, and she's all for it. So oh, watch really? for
2: that. Cool. Yes, yeah, so watch
1: for that on ChuckTV.net, and we may actually have some surprises along the way in in conjunction with that. But we're we're looking forward to uh telling y'all how to dress like Sarah and Ellie and Chuck and the whole gang. Hmm.
3: Yeah, because Ellie's had some really knockout dresses. Uh, some really yeah. awesome looks.
0: Yeah, yeah, no complaints about the costume design on this show. <laughs> <I don't- laughs> um so i guess uh, other than some great moments between sarah and morgan between casey and morgan casey and chuck i, I loved when casey came in and, and he took the keyboard like he was going to help yeah, yeah. Um, they're
1: going to need a lot of help yeah. Uh, yeah and morgan's telling chuck you know you're you're my best friend no offense to casey
3: uh-huh. <laughs> and casey's like
2: what <laughs> yeah <laughs>
1: Yeah. Uh, I loved. It. How many Casey Grunts did we have in the episode? Anybody? Uh, anybody you know me? what? Not as many as I would have expected, given the lovey-dovey nature of what was going on. Yeah. <laughs> he's he's on board. Let's get these kids engaged. Yeah.
2: Yeah. He
3: totally is. Um, but you know what? I have to say, I I saw a lot of people were tweeting they were upset with Josh and Chris Fedak at the end of this.
2: <laughs> oh. oh. <laughs>
3: pretty mad at them <laughs> for the way they ended it and all i gotta say is yeah
0: you guys are just mean but you know what i mean we would not have had that touching moment at the Heck, end without it it, it was Isn't
2: that mean?
1: really emotional yeah Yeah. but yeah genevieve my niece that's completely enamored with the show her mother contacted me this morning and said that I had a heartbroken niece. She kept, oh, no. she was watching, she was watching the show and saying, Come on, you can do it, you can do it. <laughs> and, and when it didn't happen, she was just devastated.
2: Uh-huh.
1: So, so I told Chris her, you know what? Hang in there.
2: Yeah.
3: So Chris we'll and this. Josh have that on their heads. How uh, do yeah. they sleep at it's night? Coming.
2: It's coming. <laughs>
1: yeah. There How was so much look- else. <laughs> yeah. There was so much else going on in this episode. It would have been nice if they had just finish that so we could stop talking about it.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: But there's you been know, a lot of speculation in the last seven weeks about the proposal and it would have been nice to just have that done. But I really think that it's being used to set something up that's going to be just amazing.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. yeah.
3: You were brought to the
1: edge too many times,
3: guys.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh-huh. Yeah, it's checking, Sarah. Nothing can go smoothly here.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so I guess... um. I guess that's about it for this episode, except the promo for next week. Can we talk about
3: that? I didn't see it.
0: Oh, you didn't see it. Oh, Oh,
1: I didn't didn't see it. I know. know. It's posted on checktv.net. I'll see it, and it looks outstanding.
0: Yeah, Um, another very strong Sarah episode. Looks like the uh, blonde female is back, except (laughs) this time she's brunette.
1: Yes, that's right. And checks in prison.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Undercover, apparently. Yeah. As well. So check versus the Gobbler. All
3: right. Yeah. Well, I had in honor of the show with all that wine. I I just couldn't help it. So that's my prop today.
2: hmm
0: <gasps> This lovely,
3: lovely glass of wine.
0: Uh-huh. Yeah. And, and you're gonna I see, you do lots huge... of tricks with my water glass.
3: I I, know, I was cool. trying to balance it on the back of my hand. And I just, I, you know. A high kick. <laughs> <laughs> I just, Should have caught that on webcam.
2: Uh-huh.
3: <laughs> I was trying. I was trying. <laughs> so anyway, it just all looks so good. I I absolutely love wine. Mm-hmm. I I yes. just the flavor of it. I'm not a connoisseur <laughs> by any stretch. I couldn't tell you a thing about it. All I know is what I like. And I love wine. mm One of these days, Mel and I, I'm going to take her. I'm going to drag her to a wine tasting. Ah. Uh,
0: Well, I love water. (laughs) (laughs) Can't tell you a whole lot about it.
3: (laughs) Good old H2O. Uh,
0: And I have have to confess, I've never been to a water tasting.
1: No. (laughs) We have some of the cleanest water in the nation in my little town. Uh So I am privileged to be able to actually drink water out of the tap. Mm Mm-hmm. There's my contribution to our water (laughs) discussion. (laughs) Water into wine. Uh
0: Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I guess we can go on to thank our sponsors.
1: And now we want to thank our sponsors, IELabs.com, makers of award-winning Action Blue AVCHD conversion software, which authors full HD videos on regular DVD discs. It even works with HD clips from the newest iPhone 4. You can get your free trial of the software at IELabs.com. We also want to thank MovieMorons.com for supporting Check vs. the podcast. Movie Morons is a podcast all about film, so if you are inclined to find out what movies you should be watching this fall, check out MovieMorons.com and SerianJunkies.de. We want to thank them for supporting us as well.
3: Hello, this is Christina Caramel from Serian TV. Are you addicted to TV shows? Be our guests and learn the latest news and reflections on what's going on in the world of TV series. Well, our show is in German, but maybe you want to drop in anyway? Then visit www.serienjunkies.de and watch out for our video podcast. See you.
0: And we're back, and we're going to start to wrap things up, but I do want to uh, mention that. Uh, we will be uh, very active in the next couple of months, in the next few months, as as Chuck has, I guess, 10 more episodes uh, between here yep. and May. 12. Oh, 12. Is it 12? So they finished 11. This is episode 11. 11. Right. It's going to 24. So so lots more episodes of Chuck. And what we're going to endeavor to do is that every Friday, that's when we're going to be releasing. Whenever there's a Chuck, you'll have us on Friday um so watch for lucky
2: us. you <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> and uh if you're wondering what to do in between the fridays um i do want to remind you that i also do another podcast which is the tv writer podcast and there's lots of connections to chuck there's new interviews with a lot of the writers that have gone on from chuck like scott rosenbaum matt miller Ali Adler have all been on that podcast. And as well, if you like some of the shows that they're on, like Human Target and No Ordinary Family and V, there's interviews with other writers from these shows as well. So um, uh, check that out at tvwriterpodcast.com.
3: And remember, if you have any questions or comments to share, please email us at mail at chuckpodcast.com. Be sure to join us at ChuckTV.net on Monday, January 24th for the live chat during the next new episode. We'll all be there.
0: Mm -hmm. And uh, make sure to watch Chuck live Mondays at 8 p.m. And we're going to go into our spoilers. And if you don't like spoilers, just pause or stop or pull your headphones out now. Thanks for watching. See you next time.
1: Bye, Chuck. Bye.
0: And we're back. Mel, what have you got for us?
1: Well, first up, we have a spoiler from Kristen at Eonline. Sheebs08 from Twitter asks So the check promo shows a new look for Sarah. Is she channeling her inner Miranda Lawson? Miranda Lawson, of course, was the character that Yvonne embodied on the video game Mass Effect 2. And Kristen says, I'll let executive producer Chris Fiedak take that one. And he says, Two words evil Sarah.
2: Hmm.
1: Ooh. Hee <laughs> hee. So we already know that she's gone deep undercover and supposedly is a double agent now is, is a turncoat um and going into Volkov's agency and apparently on this show if you're a bad bad guy that means you're a brunette
2: <clears throat>
1: <laughs> So she'll be sporting sporting a dark do mm. and a, a cat suit in an homage to Emma Peel from the Avengers. Ah
3: very cool. Oh, awesome.
1: I like it. Yes. Yeah. Watch for Evil Sarah
0: in the <laughs> episode of Chuck.
1: Yeah.
3: <laughs> the dark side.
0: Yeah. Yes. Very cool.
3: Well, here's the official synopsis for Chuck Episode 412, Chuck versus the the Gobbler, which airs Monday, January twenty-fourth. Sarah embarks on a mission that could be her last. And McKenna Melvin and Lynn Hamilton, Timothy Dalton will all guest star. Sarah takes dangerous measures to help Mary Bartowski bring down Alexei Volkov. Mm. Scroll down a little bit here. And I've scrolled down too much. <laughs> as Chuck worries that she may be getting in too deep. Sarah, though, must enlist the help of Chuck, Morgan, and Casey to complete her undercover mission. Meanwhile, Ellie and Awesome are at odds over what to name the baby. Mm-hmm. Yay, Ellie and Awesome! Woo-hoo. <laughs>
2: yeah, I know, I love we missed them this week. Yeah. I know, we we did. We did.
3: But the whole gang will be there. Scott Krinsky, Vick Hi, Mark, Christopher Lawrence, we'll all be
1: starring on that episode.
2: Mm-hmm. And... and- Oh, Chris Fiedek
1: actually, Chris Fiedek actually let slip to give me my remote that he named baby awesome after his own daughter. And I met her. She's about 20 months old. I met her and Chris's wife, Lisa at San Diego comic-con last summer cannot for the life of me. Remember that baby's name. <laughs> I I want to say Sasha, but I don't think that's right. Uh-huh. I think that might be Josh Schwartz's baby's name.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So, uh, but that, <sighs> Sasha is a form of Sarah, though, so it could be it. I don't know. Mm-hmm. That would be cute. Yeah, I'm I'm just kicking myself for not being able to remember names so well.
0: Mm-hmm. But, well, I'm sure you'll slap your forehead when.
1: You yeah, as soon as the baby's name's announced, I'll say, "Ah, yeah. I should have known that." <laughs>
0: Cool. Well, in uh, in casting news, you saw him on Stargate Universe. Lou Diamond Phillips will be the villain of the week in episode 415, Chuck vs. the Cat Squad. Uh, Minnie Anden also returns as Karina. We've known that for a while. Um, and this episode is an homage to Charlie's Angels and may give us some insight into Sarah's professional background. So some cool Sarah stuff coming. Lou Diamond Phillips. Oh, oh I'm such exciting. a
3: fan. I'm such
2: a fan of his. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I love that guy. Yeah. Awesome. He's going to be perfect for the Chuck universe.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Very, very cool. I see him playing so, a bad guy. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, you know what? I, I got to say that Chuck does an excellent job of bringing in cool guest stars, that enhance the show are fun and don't and yet don't really stand too far out. I mean there's there's been the odd occasion where where it's I I can I can't even think. I can't even think. What what's been a case where they've had a guest star that that just hasn't worked?
1: Um maybe Dominic monaghan but that just could be because third dimension just kind of didn't work.
0: Yeah, it was yeah. it was in a Kind of forgettable episode all around, but
1: yeah. But now, for the most part,
0: they do. They work, yeah, and they're fun. They are. So uh, good on them.
1: I know Bronson Pinchot. Yeah, that was was just because he was on the editing room floor. (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) He got cut out. I'm gonna go on record. (laughs) Um, if if he had been in the show, he would have been great.
1: Yes. I will. I'll go with that. I will yeah. assume he would have been great.
0: Cool. Yeah. Well, that's all we have till next week. So thanks for watching, and make sure you do send in your listener emails or watcher emails. We should call them watcher emails now. Yeah. Um, but do send them in, and and actually, if you want to record a video or audio question, you can do that too, and send that to mail at chuckpodcast.com. dot com.
1: Yeah, we'd love to see your face up here on the podcast with us.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. We'll we'll put you in the in the fourth um corner, so it'll be like. Mel, Liz Gray, and you.
2: (laughs) Yeah. I like it.
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Part of the Brady Bunch.
3: Well, I'm gonna go practice my wine glass trick.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right. We'll see you
3: all guys next time.
0: Yeah. Okay. Bye bye.
1: Bye.